Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. You are you, and that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. I want to check. You guys doing all right? You feeling good? Feeling nice. Yeah. yeah. Having some car trouble. Yeah, having some oh, car trouble. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, but hopefully temporary, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, but, you know, it's not 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 cheap. You still made it here. You I know? did make it here. Hell or high a, water. I had a lovely uh, Uber driver in a van with one of those doors where when you touch it, it opens with oh, like this so bionic. Classy. Those are the best. But you never know how hard to push it. You mm-hmm. know. Those freak me out. I just let them do it. (laughs) Is there a DVD system in the back? You could watch like Moana or something? No, but the windshield was cracked. Oh. You know, what's weird about this is everybody listening right now is probably thinking... What is this episode going to be about? I mean, if they didn't read the title for the show, they're thinking, what is, are they going to talk about DVDs? Is this a car conspiracy? Mm-hmm. Is this? It might be, because here's the thing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a very special episode, something a little bit different. This is not about just one topic. This is about multiple things, and we are 
maybe going to be surprised ourselves in the course of this episode and as every fan of UFO disclosure has always wanted to hear someone say we are not alone today we are joined by let's what, what should we call him <laughs> a, a local local luminary uh, yeah there you go he's a local atlanta legend of sorts mm-hmm. uh, of sorts a <laughs> uh, pro- prolific performer uh and known for numerous things yes he he uses his voice very much like an instrument that you would find in an orchestra although i'm not a singer <laughs> please let's not get into that and again uh, you, you know we can have we can play a guessing game but people have probably already read the title that's just what we do that's what we do we're tap dancers of but we who do, who do we have let's ladies and gentlemen lucky yates thank oh my you for God. coming on the show thank, sir guys thank yeah. you so much for having me this is truly a dream come true for well me. it's a dream come true for us because we found out that we have someone that likes the show that's always cool you reached out to us and we're like let's hang and we're like yes it is seriously the only podcast i can stand to listen to regularly he loved to be stood oh man we're finally stood yeah (laughs) can you you believe it yeah no i'm your guy yeah so like you uh with with some background for people who are thinking this voice is so familiar i kind of know that voice (laughs) yeah Uh, well if they watch archer the Mm -hmm. television show now on fxx we used to be on straight up fx Mm mm-hmm uh, What's the extra X for? I play Dr. Krieger. Uh, you know what? I don't know. FX Extra? I don't know what. I don't know. Is it sexier? Is it a little, like, yeah, I, don't uh, know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Okay. Well, is I, It's Always Sunny, a yeah. sexy, sexy show. Well, you know. They have, yeah. uh, they have their moments. Well, I do know that during the days of bootlegging and corn mash distilleries, the X's would uh, show us how many times something had been processed or distilled. Right. Right. So Ooh, maybe it's just more and more potent. Uh, but that very well could be. Although I don't know that the execs over at XX or at FXX looked that deeply into the bootlegger history of our nation when thinking of a good title for their extra where they were going to chuck the stuff they didn't really want to give a lot of commercial dollars to. <laughs> That's not really true. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know how it works in TV. I really don't. I'm happy to be on it. I'm yeah. I uh, I am happy to imagine a world where studio execs say we are going to base our decisions on a 1920s era bootlegging yeah. history. We were talking earlier. You actually listened to the to this show. Yeah, yeah I listen to it all the time. And yeah, you it's great. you caught the last episode. Yeah, about the moving Mars. to Mars one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved it. It's insane. We'll never get there. Humanity will never make it that far off this planet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? We'll destroy ourselves first. And you brought up a really great point off air. Uh, you said, why should we, why should we move to Mars? Yeah, why wouldn't we go to the moon? It's the three days away by capsule. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can build an elevator there, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why would we go to uh, six months away on a planet full of zero resources except maybe some ice up top? Yeah. So true. And we've already been to the moon, right? Yeah, several times. Pence says we're going back. Mike to Pence, the moon, the yeah. VP. He's in charge of space now. Well, he's in charge. Of, I would be the charge. mayor he is, of he space. He is the, the king of space. Um, and Buzz Aldrin doesn't seem too pleased about it. Did well, you see that uh, that that thing where he was making some faces? Yeah. yeah. Well, Buzz Aldrin's at that point where he can just go anywhere and say whatever he wants because you know he's been to the moon. Right. What are you gonna? What are you going to say? I, I know it doesn't make him an automatic authority on everything, but if I were somewhere and Buzz Aldrin came in and said, 
Um, I, it doesn't matter. It could be negligible thing. If you came in and was like, uh, I think that you're wrong and tigers aren't the coolest animals and emus are better. And I was like, well, that's your opinion. And he said, I went to the moon. I would be like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Say what yeah. you want. And and I you, thought, have I thought you that. stood on the moon and looked back down on the earth? Cause no, emus look way cooler. Right? I thought the moon landing was shot by Stanley Kubrick on a soundstage. Though. Yeah. Am I? Yeah, off no. base with we that. We had to really uh, well, get the Russians in the space race, yeah. apparently. So yeah. we shot this whole. Uh, yeah, we could do an episode on the Stanley Kubrick thing. It's surprising, but yeah, it is true that you can look. Uh, you can if you grab a nice enough telescope, you can look on the moon and see like evidence of stuff we left there. Yeah, we've littered the moon oh, already. We've littered it. Sure. Yeah. Why don't we yeah. just go back up there and keep littering it and build some stuff? Nice <laughs> and, hotel. Yeah, and mm. clean it up a little bit too, because you know. No littering, right? Yeah. No, please. Well, sure. we've already... It's too late. <laughs> Somewhere there's a native moon person crying a single tear on a moon <laughs> TV commercial. That's a 1970s joke. I just can't wait for moon tourism. Then we'll really mess up the joint. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean... Well, and you guys are catching some hell uh, based on that episode, are you not? Well, this is true. That is true, yeah. We, we, we actually Speaking just got a really, <laughs> really uh, very intelligently worded takedown of the episode uh, from a listener named, uh, I'm going to use the last name because it's an awesome one, Washenfelder. Yes. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Washenfelder. And he says uh, he really enjoys listening to the show, but the recent episode about Martian colonies was so cringeworthy, mm-hmm. I had to force myself to listen to the whole thing. And uh, we don't want you guys to have to force yourselves to do anything. We want you to do it. You know, no, no, sure. no, no duress when listening to the show. Very so Luciferian. You have agency. So the biggest problem is that your guest, while I am sure he's knowledgeable about many various things, is so completely ignorant of economics. Unfortunately, his ignorance taints the whole episode and leads him down the path of envisioning a top-down, statist, planned, totalitarian surveillance state. Now, I have to say, mm-hmm. this is reminiscent of conversations we had before doing the interview. Um, and, you know, communism came up a couple times in the interview. I think the thing that this listener maybe is is not appreciating is that this was, in fact, a thought experiment. Yeah. You know, it was all very, like, hypothetical and right. an interesting way of, like, how would we restart from scratch? And uh, you used the word... Technocracy. 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 The idea of putting all your faith into this ultimately man-made thing that yeah. kind of goes on its own, but we programmed it, did yeah. we not? So, you know, it's like he, he seems to really believe that if we let AI run the show, there will be no inequality. Well, that's the problem. We, outside of science fiction, we have literally no real world proof or idea or precedent for what would happen. Correct. We, we have, we have, uh, what, Audis that can parallel park. Google has a car that manages to stay out of accidents. Tesla is doing pretty well. And a lot of people believe autonomous vehicles are going to be the wave of the future. But that's not the same thing as saying an artificial intelligence should run a society that is already eliminating any margin of error. Have you not seen Space Odyssey? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, machines, when you give them too much power, they turn on you yeah. and they sing creepy songs and monotone voices and they won't open the airlock. That's what happens. That's where we're headed. Well, eventually they see humans as the virus that right. is uh, ruining the yeah. utopia for which they were programmed to create, and they start knocking us off. Mm-hmm. The robot revolution's coming one way or the other. The question is, which way are we? Is that the way humans are really going out, or are we going to knock ourselves out of the which game side are you before be the robots on? come? Well, I you side with the robot overlords. So I bow to our, my robot <laughs> overlords. Yes. Because we're going to become 
them, right? That's that's at least what we're trying <laughs> the hope to do. Yeah, is that we and man, that is. Look, I hit fifty. I become fifty years old in October, and so I figure I've got maybe another fifty left, given today's modern medical science. Sure, uh, that is optimistic, if, my friend. By you, that he point, looks very healthy. you do look good. If, yeah. if at that point we are able to download ourselves, my consciousness into sign me up. I yeah, want to be the first yeah. guy in line. I don't care if I'm hacked. <laughs> I just want to get into that world and just see. Have oh, you yeah. seen the latest season of Black Mirror? No. Oh, man. I really a, couldn't make it past the initial pig screwing. Well, this is, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a quality episode. episode. It's there's such a brilliant episode. I'm like, one, and I'm done. There's one in particular that's actually probably the most upbeat of all the episodes in the entire series. It's called San Junipero, and it deals with, without any spoilers at all, something along the lines of what you're talking about. Yeah. So... We get dinged for even – I accidentally spoiled Lost for somebody, a show that's like Yeah, so we, we've kind of like uh, stuck with a five-year cutoff five for spoilers. Year, that's our statute. Fair. I feel like anyway, you should watch Sage. Okay, yeah, I will. If you have time. So we want to thank everybody for their opinions. Keep us honest. We do have a couple of emails that we'll read on a separate episode uh, regarding this. But I think there's a really good point that uh, – lucky here made which is you know are we being cartoonishly optimistic about going to mars yeah i think so have you have you looked at the math well, it's insane yeah we can there's no way the best we could hope for is to create some sort of penal colony up there you know and you just jump off our bad yeah yeah <laughs> or you know parts of the year like georgia was once upon a time uh-huh. a penal colony wasn't it yes uh yeah and so like just send the bad ones up there. Hey, if they build something, great. Uh, eventually, we can send up some other forces to take down the prisoners, and we'll just uh, absorb the stuff that they've built. <laughs> oh, there, the humans are awful. You know, we are, you know, I mean, all of every organism is awful. Every organism is fighting for its dominance in this mm-hmm. crazy universe of ours. And so, like, what are you going to do? You want to build something? Don't try to send nice people up there to do it. Eventually, they're going to turn on each other anyway. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Bill and Mary Jane are going to be doing it, and then Roderick is going to enter the picture, and then all hell's going to break loose, and we only got 20 people up there anyway, and now they're all dead because Roderick got pissed. Yeah. He, uh, we really should have screened him. (laughs) You know what I mean? He just didn't, like, uh, he didn't answer the questions. Like, how are they also, how, how will people be screened? Will we be in a situation where the, the planet, there are ecosystems collapsing, right? Like, uh, if a kid born today, if not them, maybe when they have children, those kids are never going to eat a wild fish. Right. Or something. Right. Not and even, not even Alaskan sockeye. Well, I mean, farm raised, maybe. That's, that's, that's the good one, though, right? That's like the premium fish. <laughs> you're hoping. Yeah. You you're died, hoping. Yeah, not, we might. Dyed tilapia. Oh, that's what right. I say. The Salted. tilapia thing is apparently really disgusting. Yeah. And a lot of calamari is actually pig intestines. I've heard that too. That's true. Yes. We're eating chitlins yeah. and we're thinking it's calamari. That's yeah. the best thing that I've ever heard. It's happening. It's I've also true. heard that uh, scallops sometimes are just pressed white fish. They cut them out with a cookie cutter and it's just like crappy, like white fish that they put in the shape oh. of a scallop. Listen, Wait, there's so many people on the planet, everything has to be a lie. <laughs> or else we just go insane and rip each other to shreds. It's true. We have to have that illusion yeah. of uh, what, what, there was that old quotation that was every uh, ev- every civilization is seven missed meals away from anarchy. Yeah, like if uh, nobody eats for a week, then yeah, all that's, it. that's it. Have you seen Les Mis? 
I mean, come on. Come on. I actually read the book. Little Gavroche. I mean, I've actually never seen the show, but I have listened to that soundtrack eight of billion you times. Have. So it's, you kind of you you know what? I get the gist. The theater. I, I get the gist. Yeah, I remember history. It's a good show. I, I've it's been to Madame show. Tussauds Wax Museum. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, well, that, well, you, yeah. I'm sorry. Not a sponsor of this show. Oh, what? Yes, we just beat. I would love to have her as a sponsor. She's surely dead. That's just a wax sculpture of her. Uh, <laughs> we think. No, actually, I think she's in the museum. Like there is a sculpture yeah, of a wax, her. Of course, there's a wax sculpture of her. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's like if you're a real estate agent, you have a nice house. You know, that's a good point. That would be a perfect sponsor for this show. Madame Tussauds. Oh, yeah. I went to the one in New York not long ago. It was a lot of fun. It's fun. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Really it. I took I my kid. It. I have a yeah. six-year-old, and she loved yeah. it. And it's as great. soon as you leave, you just want you. You're like, why don't I have a wax, a Wait, graven yeah. image of myself in wax? It's so weird walking up to them because they really do look like living, breathing human beings mm. that at any second t- could turn to you and go boo and freak you out. I was pretty freaked out when I went in. It was great. And that that sort of situation, that uncanny valley, might be closer than we think because. You know, you mentioned medical technology progressing. Um, I think that's uh, realistic. You know, we get we hear a lot about futurism and people say, oh, Alan Kurzweil is uh, deluding himself when he says we're going to discover these different forms of immortality. Something like it is happening. But I think before that, we'll have increasingly um, uh, we'll have androids and artificial uh, artificial beings that cleave increasingly closer to what is human, like in Japan, where there are dozens, dare I say almost hundreds of scientists who are saying, let's build a very specific lifelike thing. Mm-hmm. And it's almost always creepy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's always some guys like, I built the perfect woman. Well, you see, she can feel pain. Oh, wow. <laughs> I oh, sent wow. you that video, Matt. Yeah, you yeah, saw that. a woman should. Feed <laughs> <laughs> it, old man. Get out of here. Very strange. Yeah, that's weird. We have yep. some rambling fools because we haven't even gotten to the topics we discussed and agreed upon. That's hey, true. Should we, uh, should <laughs> yeah, we let's ramble in? on. I know. I mean, I'm liking okay. the ramble, but let's. Let's ramble down this road over here. Yeah, let's do the um, let's do that thing they tell you to do in technical writing presentations. Mm. Say what you're going to talk about, to talk is. about it, to tell people what you talked about. Right? Yeah. Have you ever heard that? It's it's, it's the old filling time trick. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's setting some guidelines, right? That's so, fair. That's okay, fair. so uh, we are we wanted to explore some of the following things uh, today. We wanted to explore uh, some topics that we talked about off air. Uh, Cloning, aliens, magic, marijuana legalization, and the extinction, possibly alleged, question mark, of the dodo, yeah, which is right. something we didn't know about until until you told us about it. They're still out there, man. You think so? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's some sort of version of it. Maybe on some, you know, they were uh, they were concentrated on this one little tiny island of yeah. Mauritius. Uh, you know, until humans came along and then they were there for millions of years and didn't need to evolve or devolve to get rid of their wings. And, There's no uh, competition. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, there was there were no mammals on the island until mm-hmm. people started showing up in the 16th century. And then we brought along with us not only our clubs and our appetites, but also boars and dogs and rats and, and all cats. kinds of things that ate these ground dwellers eggs. <laughs> And so we knocked, like, within a hundred years, they were gone. Now I'm into the idea that perhaps, you know, I'm, I'm sure not all dodos stayed on Mauritius, that the sailors who took a liking to these screwy birds. 
threw them on <laughs> ships and brought them to other, you know, ports and all that kind of stuff to show them off. And maybe a couple of them got loose and everything. But there are some really, you know, questionable videos out there of some <laughs> dodos running around. And it's very, very uh, obvious that these videos, I don't know, they, they don't look too legit. But I love the idea that maybe, mm-hmm. may, you know, they're ground dwellers. They were in thick jungles mm-hmm. most of the time that, you know, I mean... You guys did cryptids not too long mm-hmm. ago. You know, if a Bigfoot can hide, <laughs> then a dodo certainly can Surely. hide. Oh, man. They are hideous, though. Do you? Uh, What's that, dodos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think they're amazing. They Ugh. look like they're really so like dinosaurs freaky. that just like left, yeah. were these, left around. These guys know that I'm I'm uh, uh, somewhat terrified of birds. I, I wouldn't would uh, say somewhat. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty legitimately <laughs> terrified bird of birds. Guy, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They just, I don't like yeah, their the beady little, little eyes. Yeah. I don't like their little creepy movements. And they're the dinosaurs dodos. on the planet. They really yeah, are. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm not crazy about lizards either. I think yeah. that might, yeah. that might You're be You're only safe because of the size difference. Yeah, yeah. No, my, my cat, too, it will, will, like, murder birds and, like, bring them home, and I don't even like to mess with them when they're dead. Have you ever experienced a murder bird? <laughs> no, I like it. The, like North, it. the Northeast murder bird is okay. not to be messed no, with. No, no, no. There's not such a I have nightmares sometimes that oh, there no. are birds <clears throat> under my covers. Like, yeah. Mm. No, oh, that's mm-mm. true. You don't have none of it. You've been doing that? What? Yeah. Is that you? You shouldn't have given me a key. <laughs> You're a creep. Well, fine. I am what I am. Get out of my life. <laughs> Get out of my head. His cockatiels need somewhere to go at night. Well, it's yeah. weird, too, because I had a period. I had a period of bird... <laughs> Uh, bird love, I guess. When I was younger, I had oh, a cockatiel. Really? Yeah, bird love, bird like, bird tolerance. Yeah, I had sure. a pet cockatiel, yeah. and it was sitting on my shoulders. Pictures of me as a kid, but then I turned back that corner of bird hate, and mm-hmm. and I didn't even want to touch the cockatiel. So you don't want you don't want there to be some sort of relic population of dodos. No, which I I agree. I would wish be all birds were extinct. Very improbable. We have to have birds. I They're know. part of the ecosystem. I, yeah, I don't really believe that. You guys don't write me mean emails. <laughs> so uh so lucky uh you sent us this video where you were like maybe yeah, <laughs> how I, about dodos being I, still alive somewhere and i was thinking of all the animals that could survive with a relic population dodos because this is roughly in the same area of the world where we still see a lot of people swearing that they saw uh, Tasmanian tigers, right? You know, uh, which are which are big creatures, and it's very very diff. Like I know, technically, it would be more difficult for those to survive, just because of their size and their range. But they just seem so much more well prepared for life than a dodo. Yeah, well, and a dodo being a three foot tall, fifty pound ground bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like if they're out there, we're gonna see them. Right. You know what I mean? And yeah, like they got to come out for. Food sometime. They can't just eat in the forests. They would <laughs> shellfish were part of their diet too. Uh, yeah, I, I want there to be dodos really bad. I look forward to perhaps I think they recently uh, discovered some DNA evidence of the dodo. You know, they had none to begin mm-hmm. with. You know, there was just some scraps of bones and all that kind of stuff. And people have stayed on it for years and years. And just recently in the somewhere in the two thousands, they discovered something with enough DNA evidence. That, you know, it's like the mammoth where you sort of hope that they can re... Mm -hmm. It's a ground pigeon is the dodo. It's in the pigeon family. So 
if we can sort of re-engineer the dodo bird. Well, for what it's worth, one in four Brits believe the dodo still exists, according to a study from the uh, World Wildlife Federation. British people? Yeah. They would know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time, the sun never set on the British Empire. That's true. That is true. Anybody, you know, and also... Who knows? Maybe the Brits are hiding secret dodos. Maybe Buckingham Palace has a, a dodo den. Maybe. <laughs> Here's a theory that I'm going to bounce off you All guys. Right. All right. What if there is some form of dimensional travel of which the Sasquatch is a member of? of <laughs> oh boy. That came up in our interview. Let's say. Yeah. Let's uh-huh. say that once upon a time the unicorns figured out how to slip through dimensions. Okay. And then okay. when the Bigfoot was sort of about to get extinct. The unicorns thought, I'm going to save that Bigfoot. Got him to the other. Now it's, it was the dodo. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, they slip back through. Like, they on, <laughs> on your Bigfoot episode, they're like, Bigfoot coming, like, they wave their oh, arms. That was cool. Yeah. As a like, form of weird, I like, dig that. If yeah. you can be seen, but then disappear. It was very, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go down the rabbit hole, go deep is what I always That's say. That's what I'm sure, too. Like, you know? yeah. we don't know that you can't slip through dimensions we don't know just because we can't do it and haven't seen any real evidence mm-hmm. of it. it's true because uh science does indicate that there are dimensions that the average person doesn't interact with in a conscious way you we, know I, we can't we're like meat beings right, right. there's like got to be more going i mean there's so much more going on than our eyeballs can see or mm-hmm. perceive you know what i mean so like yeah, who knows we still haven't figured out death and we've been trying to crack that nut for a long time so yeah do you guys ever wonder if you're being observed from some higher dimensional? Plane? We are. They're right there on the yeah, other the, side of that the, glass. by the window. Bunch yeah, of, bunch of creeps whispering. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I knew. I could no, feel but it. yes. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I'm making light, but sure. <clears throat> that we're being watched by I, some I, sort of cosmic overlord. Or I, I don't. I don't being... believe in God, but like, I get that sense, right? Mm. Like, there's got there's something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, even if it's just a population of other intelligent beings that exist on a you know higher dimensional level that are I, watching this idiot breed of ape ruin their planet. <laughs> maybe, but it just you makes think? Me, it makes me wonder if the, if if that did in fact exist, if uh, peering into whatever this dimension mm-hmm. is would even be possible. Well, if there's if there is a super symmetry to consciousness, then they would probably enjoy watching a train wreck. Uh, yeah, true so that. I mean, because uh, you can see the whole thing, right? Like, essentially, time would be a flat circle. Oh, <laughs> where's my can of Lone Star? <laughs> my booty where's, knife. Where's my terrible sequel? Okay, such a letdown. All right, oh, well, I still <laughs> believe in the first television. <laughs> um, so, speaking of sequels and brilliant segues, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we have returned. I propose that we uh, we shift to something else, something that's been in the news lately. Yeah, I saw this story not long after I spit into a little vial and mailed it off to a company called Ancestry.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not a sponsor, so I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trash them a little bit. Give us the straight well, poop. first of all, they were very nice. They let us, It was for another show that I work on called uh-huh. The Stuff of Life, and yeah. we had an episode which was called Wired, where it was about the connection between human beings on the planet, whether it's electronic or, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Genetic or, mm-hmm. you know, various ancestors, et cetera. And so we all took the tests. And we got the results back, and it was so underwhelming. It was like I'm 80 percent Scandinavian or something, and it was just like I was expecting more granular yeah. detail in there. So it was already let down there. Mm-hmm. Then, lo and behold, I stumble upon this headline: genealogy, a warning to ancestry customers who consent to use DNA services. Uh-oh. And it's basically about how they have partnered with a biotech company called Calico that's owned by Google, and uh, this partnership allows ancestry to. Make its customers' DNA results um, available to other companies for research purposes. Yes. Yeah, I like how vague this it is. is. What I want, and, uh, <laughs> you know, God. this is a this is a serious rabbit hole. If we want to go down it, which obviously we very much do, we're, we're already on the way. Uh, oh, if we want to go to the depths, could they 
clone me without my consent? Oh, I want to run into another me at the mall one day. And like, <laughs> what? And then have the whole chase and the whole, oh, man, I want it so bad. The age uh, of doppelgangers. For what reason would they collect your DNA? Like, are they starting a seed bank for humanity, much like the seed bank that's being flooded out? And where is it? Uh, uh, it's Norway, Nor- I believe. Nor- Norway, yeah. Yeah, it's in Scandinavia. Somewhere at the top of the world. Maybe they're just holding on to it till they can figure out something cool to do with it. Yeah, um, right. Let's populate Mars with workers. Yeah, yeah. Of, like these guys that you know they don't know. Yeah, I told yeah. you you were eighty percent Nordic. Right. Thanks. Right. Thanks for your worker up there. We got another you digging a pit. I was underwhelmed to the point where I was like, "What is up?" Something then, like, like it's like it didn't feel like a real service. It didn't feel like a real service, and now I find this out, and it's like, man, yeah, you got finessed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, at first, you know, we we already know where our 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 data is being sold, bought, oh, and sold. Yeah. And they know everything yeah, yeah. about There's all our habits. Hide. Now it's no. our DNA. Granted, I chose to spit into that little vial. True. That was my choice. Yeah, and it was free. But, you know, if they're really trying to be super nefarious and get particular people's DNA, it's easy to chase somebody down and get a glass after they drank out of it. Ah, of course. You know sure. I mean? So, like, it's, yeah, it sucks, but. But this is, like, fine print that I consented to, right? Sure. Like, they have yeah. my Nobody stuff. Nobody reads the fine print. They yeah. have my stuff. Well, here's the thing. I here's, want my stuff back. Here's one thing we do know. Gene therapy, they would use, they would look through your code to find indicators of a uh, preponderance or tendency for a genetic disease, right. or predisposition. Yeah, yeah. And they would say, well, it turns out that this person is 80% Scandinavian. I'm making this up. I'm not trying to scare you. Uh, has a higher um, likelihood of developing what's something really weird? Uh, I, like, I don't know. They could make it up. Super glaucoma. Super glaucoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's an epidemic in Scandinavia. <laughs> and, um, and so they would say, okay, well, now we have this m- this treatment that we've patented that can address that thing for this specific group of people, but we own it. You don't get a part of it. That's the other thing that got me. Cause I'm so cheap. You guys, when I learned about all the massive data collection, just electronic surveillance, uh, I, I figured, okay, yeah, well, that happens. And then I learned that they were selling it and I wasn't getting a cut. Yeah. I was like, that is not cool. Yeah, you know exactly what I mean? Right. So here's here's the here's yeah uh, the gist of the fine print. Okay, uh, this is from an article um, that I just pulled up. It says basically Ancestry gets to use or distribute your DNA for any research or commercial purpose it decides and doesn't have to pay you or your heirs. Ancestry takes this royalty free license in perpetuity for all time and can distribute the results of your DNA test anywhere in the world and with any technology that exists or will ever be invented. That's the part that or I'm talking about. Ever be or invented. will ever be invented. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. that means they can clone me. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, it's weird in contracts when they give, like, in perpetuity in all the known universe. Like, they uh-huh. will go on they're like, whoa, what? The universe? <laughs> I feel like I got got, you guys. Yeah, I mean, you seriously. Did. You well, did. How, long, how long can a blood sample last you think or a saliva sample last well you can also can it's, you extract it or something it's or not like, a one and done because right. you can cultivate it right so oh. they can just continue growing until they're ready to make it i know you're trying to make me knows. feel better matt but it's not helping well you got to put yourself in the yeah it sucks I don't know. do that don't no. take my dna and do stuff with it but what are they really gonna do? i don't know what are they gonna do that's gonna screw up your life so bad Unless they like planted on the on a crime scene, frame <laughs> you. But why would they do that? Don't, don't make an enemy at whatever 
at Google. <laughs> so that they're not planning your DNA to murder scene. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. If a company like Google has this kind of power... Minority Report! That's rough, man. <laughs> you know, I don't know how I feel about it. What I this. wouldn't do is just don't ever talk trash about Google or Alphabet. Or, I just know, did! Any of the big I corporations. Just did. That ship has sailed. That rocket is launched. We're on the way. Well, sorry, Over no. for me, guys. No, it's not. All and right. hey, don't feel bad. Is it going to be okay? Yeah, I mean, right. and if we lose you, we'll just get the other version. You can use my clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the type of thing that maybe one day they like got a clone of you in a tank somewhere, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I'm dying of kidney failure, and then suddenly oh, there's a knock on you, and they're yeah. like, Hey, we have a kidney that's yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can buy it from us yes. because you signed this thing that mm-hmm. said we could have we it. Could it to you. We can sell it It'll come back to you if you like. Yeah. Touche. We'll grow ancestry. another one. Yeah. So, Put yeah. you on a payment plan. Right? <laughs> layaway. <laughs> the layaway kidney. The, the thing about clones in the basement is you got to be really careful about power fluctuations. Like, mm-hmm. that can be a big deal just from, you know. From every that. everything you've learned, yeah. From everything I've learned, there's yeah, you this, thought uh, that grow room that was hard to keep. While going. they're in the tank, okay. I'm assuming they'll be in some sort of tank. That if yeah, the power yeah. fluctuates between that, then what might happen? Mutations will happen. Oh yeah, all kinds of bad things could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, you should know a little thing or two about cloning. That's sort of a thing. All that your I know is like the, car- the comedy that Adam Reed writes into a <laughs> script about such things. That's all I Don't know. Don't you have a, a basement with tanks? No. Uh, oddly enough, no, mm-hmm. even though most of my Twitter followers think that I yeah. am, an, in fact, a cartoon scientist right. that has these things. <laughs> it's remarkable to me that in the 21st century, people still people don't are, know the difference smart. between yeah. the person who voices a character yeah, uh-huh. and this actual cartoon scientist that does insane things. Mm-hmm. Are you saying you don't have a holographic girlfriend? I really don't. Oh, I re- man. Although last year at Dragon Con, there was a guy who dressed as Krieger, and he had a little mini... Uh, 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 projector with yeah. him and he would stand next to walls and he had a Mitsuko as her name yeah, yeah, yeah. and she would actually she could move like there was like an oh, wow. GIF form and so she would move next to him and it was brilliant it was like oh it was so good you gotta so respect good. the craft at that point right yeah <laughs> it really incredible people are devoted cosplayers are Dragon awesome. Con cosplay in particular is pretty it's the big one pretty intense yeah. that's the whole yeah. point of that whole went to New York Comic Con for the first time and it was amazing like the rooms like the, the vendors yeah. blew my mind but like the costume game was just not yeah, nearly same the same San Diego. level yeah. San Diego is this gigantic mm-hmm. TV and film trade show right. and cosplay is a tiny little part of it it's so strange to me with uh, with cosplay because there is something on a psychological level so alluring and tempting to, to become some other person right. you know and at, at heart, like, I, I know sometimes people can say, oh, that's that's silly. Why are you doing this? But at heart, it's the same compulsion that drives people to change their identities permanently. Or yep. I don't talk very much about my personal life on this show, but I will confess something because it happened in the in the uh, past. I when I found out I usually wear um darker colored clothing, when I found out that I could take a piece of just eight and a half by 11 paper rolled up like this, stick it under the collar of my shirt and be wearing all black, then uh, I started impersonating a priest on Marta. And I'm sorry. It was great. What did you do as a priest? People People would come up and talk to me. You know what is an easy way around all this tomfoolery is just go online and get yourself a $25 (laughs) minister's license, which I have. Yeah, I do too. uh, Yeah, I'm a yeah, I, I wear my collar out in public sometimes. And, dude, people want somebody to talk to. Yeah. As much of an atheist as I am, and I am a raging one, mm-hmm. uh, uh, man, people want some sort of religious place to go and just dump all their 
junk onto. I liked it better when you wore the eye patch. Yeah, the eye patch is a different experiment. I walked up to our, our after work spot, and Ben was wearing an eye patch. And you know, Ben's a little bit of an intense figure, so I'm, sometimes I'm I, a regular guy. <laughs> so I walk up, I go, "Hey, man, what, are, everything okay?" And he's like, "I don't want to talk about it." And I was like, "Okay," and I, and I like I know when to back off, and so I backed off. And this other guy, unrelated to the original group, walked up and knows Ben. What's going on with the eye patch? Don't want to talk about it. And it, I was like, I really thought something was up. And then, like, later it turned out that he was just messing around with all Social of us. Social experiment. Social experiment. Yeah. Just Let's so. see what these fools will do while I wear an eye patch and I don't want to talk about it. I was one see of those See the fools. frenzy it causes. I don't know about. <laughs> I'm with you, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, man. I don't know about, I don't know about fools, but yeah, it was, uh, just, oh gosh, man. Rocking an eye patch. I think it's disrespectful if your eyes work to do it permanently, mm-hmm. you know? Because I, I was thinking, what if I run into someone who actually has? Because you could tell a real eye patch versus a fake eye patch. A lot of the real ones are obviously medical devices, yes. and they've got gauze and stuff on them. Yeah, you don't really see people walking around with the black eye patch with a strap. No, on, so right, not so much. right, right. And so if I ran it's more in, of a fashion statement. If I yeah. ran into that person, it would be like running into a genuine priest when I'm dressed as a priest. I would have to. I don't know if I would just turn tail and try to disappear or if I would try to see if my BS skills were accurate All enough. you gotta do is claim, uh, you know, I'm an internet uh, mm-hmm. minister and I saw people that might have needed to reach out and so mm-hmm. I slapped on my little collar. Yeah. Pull the Dave Chappelle thing just because I'm dressed this way does not make me a priest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I'm sorry. I've, I've derailed us a little bit. No. Let me reel it back. Yeah, yeah, okay. What if you ran into your clone? If I ran into my clone? Yeah. I would love it. I would. Uh, then the eye patch is the only one that tells us who the real is. <laughs> yes, that's that's that's, that's what, what I would need to do. Um, and it's it, it's interesting because when we talk about the science of cloning, there are actually some very dangerous problems with it. Clones, for some reason that we don't understand, tend to be much less healthy. Like yes. Dolly the sheep, yeah. yeah, was just that that poor lamb did not get a fair shake from the start. Can you believe it's been since 1997 when Dolly the Sheep was announced? 97? Wow. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was last century. I figured that was definitely right after the 2000s. Wow. How crazy is that? Wow, it feels like we haven't gotten that far yeah, then. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we really <laughs> stopped after that. Unless, right. unless Ancestry.com has got <laughs> warehouses full of us. There are theories about human cloning centers that are all over the internet. Sure. And we've been written to many times asking us to cover these things. Uh, why are why are you not? You need um, a man in the field. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Yeah, we need somebody to go out there and try and infiltrate one of these things. You need Lucky Yates. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I'm a slightly successful voice actor. I want to clone myself. I, will, I don't want to get off this money train. <laughs> that's pretty wanna, good. Uh, and the thing is, if we send a clone out... You know, it'll be a it'll be a tragedy when something happens to them, but it'll be a tragedy we originals can all experience together. The thing is, is when we get a clone of ourselves, first of all, they're going to be a baby, right? So it's yeah. like, who knows if this baby is even going to live past six months, and it's still just going to be a baby. They don't so just come like, out fully formed? Come no, on. No, we're not the, there yet. Uh, we're not the Venture Brothers, where yeah. it's like we've got these tanks and beds and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, we're going to yeah. have, yeah, age acceleration is a whole different ball of wax yeah uh it's the consciousness really that we got to get out of our bodies mm-hmm. making more meat versions of ourselves is silly mm-hmm. if we are this close to the singularity of mel- melding with machinery right but would that's in- where i want to go 
But that's the question. Would it be just a copy of your consciousness? You know, it's like that old um, Theseus's ship, right? The old idea that if you slowly replace pieces of a right. ship over time. It's still the same ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're calling it whatever. Yeah. It's a completely different thing. Would you be um, cool with that? Sure. Why not? As long as you've got, I mean, all we are is a bag of chemicals with memories, right? Which are chemically induced. Sure. Yeah. Uh, So if you can keep those memories and keep building on them, which is the way, at least our understanding of how we work. Mm -hmm. uh, Sure. Why not? It's just a different version of what we're already doing. It's just. And you gooey if we get hit by a rock. <laughs> and you might not know. I mean, you would know, but it would be a relatively academic fact after that, where, you know, maybe in the future it would be a fun fact that you tell your friends at parties. You're like, you know, I used to be yeah. made out of, like, weird meat. Meat. Yeah. There's a, I had a, a part of me had to be cut off because I mangled it when I fell off my bicycle, which who needs those anymore? <laughs> Did you guys ever uh, read the comic that's available online? Mm. I think through Existential Comics. It was called The Machine, and it was all a thought experiment about this very thing with Mm -hmm. a teleportation machine. With every time you teleport, you die. And another copy is created. That's like in The Prestige. Yeah. uh, Yeah, essentially the same thing. Mm. And in this story, I Mm -hmm. won't spoil it too much, but it's such a popular thing because you can teleport anywhere, and everyone's just doing it, and everyone is just... Killing themselves and reconstituting themselves. But every do you time. pick up right? Like, like, is there even a blip in the mind of the clone that lets them know that they're a clone? In is subjective there any discontinuity? time, they're pro- in subjective time. There probably wouldn't be, or yeah. ideally, there wouldn't. We've be. We've talked about this before. Yeah, over over cocktails. <laughs> you sound so classy. Yes. Well, you know, it's just it's, it's this kind of thing where when you've had a few beverages, you can really. You go round oh, and round right. with stuff like this yeah. for a while. You but know? the thing, the problem with that is, we all, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I always thought that I sounded way smarter than I actually did. You know, you usually sound about as smart as you are. I'm going to choose to interpret that as a compliment. As it was intended. <laughs> as it was intended. Uh, but, so in, yeah. but in current, let's say you could have a clone, right? Let's okay. Say you, yeah, yeah, and yeah. They could sort of accelerate its, its age up to somewhere point. Would you want to have one around? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say, like, oh no, my liver is failing thanks to our conversations about this very thing. Mm-hmm. Now I need my spare part. Ooh. I would keep a me in a tank for spare parts. Yeah, if I we totally couldn't would. make it to to me being downloaded in into a, a tank, machine, though, first, you wouldn't even like hang. Well, I want it with, well, do, do I want to be friends with them and then go like, <laughs> by the way, I'm taking your liver, well, and your heart, me, yeah, you know, hey, thanks, other me. <laughs> and then you start fighting about who like who deserves to live more. Does the, the original? Who is failing deserve yeah. to live more, or does the improved clone deserve to live more? Who knows everything? I think we should just. Uh, I think the answer that a lot of people will find is uh, maybe it's just easier to make organs. I don't know if it's more right. if more difficult yeah. or if it's easier because you'd have to build an entire support system to impersonate the rest of the body for that liver. There'd have to be something like blood going through right, it. Right, right, right. But in theory, though, couldn't you do it like you know? Chicken McNugget style, where it was all on an assembly line, you could just make dozens of livers, just print on demand. Know. Yeah, kind of. Not maybe, like maybe not exactly blood like that. Types and such. Just like, you, yeah, you yeah. kind of have like a selection, you know. Like I don't know. <sighs> oh man, I feel like that would be instantly used by nefarious billionaires. Did you also? Did you guys read this study? Um, well, I don't know if it's a study. It, it, I'm not 100 percent on this, but there were rumors going around that uh, 
People had discovered transfusions of blood from young mice into old mice improved their health. Like Real-life vampire yeah, vampirism. Now we're talking. Right? Mm-hmm. This is a real thing now in Silicon Valley. On the TV show, it was there, but also in real life, of infusing young blood into old blood. Into older blood. That's yeah. ridiculous, though. Aren't we cons- constantly... Making new blood, right? We're not just using the tank of blood we were born with, correct? Uh, so you know, we don't not. have the. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it, for how long? How long does this <laughs> new <laughs> attitude last? When I you got the new blood, are you, are you sounds like a fad to me. Full of you know? vim and vigor for the rest of time, or does it after just, a week? You're just like, get oh, a B twelve shot. Day. You know, right, I yeah, mean, yeah. come yeah. on. That's what I was gonna say. I imagine it's like taking a vitamin supplement or something, where right. it just gets. Through you essentially. Oh, then you're getting right. into that countess that bathed in yeah, the yeah, yeah, blood yeah. of the young women. Oh, that, Bathory. You know. yeah. yeah. Well, uh, also, you know, it makes me wonder what if it's just what if it's just like 20 minutes? You know, that's yeah. uh, is it worth it? Right. Ah, thanks, college kid. <laughs> your life gave me 20 minutes of pure ecstasy. <laughs> Did, uh, did you yeah. did you guys watch Silicon Valley this last no. season? No, this last no. season. No. There's this whole this whole thing based on this. Where it's a guy who's just employed with a salary to sit there for twenty minutes and infuse blood, and well, it's based to on the an Gavin Nelson character. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's based on it's an great. actual. Well, I thing. can give you some of the background, you guys. So there's a uh, this story got reported at MIT Technology Review. Uh, it is being offered as an anti aging thing from a company called Ambrosia. Uh, for, oh, see, that sounds great. For that eight grand, like some dystopian. For, oh, this is right such a brilliant plot. For eight grand a pop, they will. Uh, Whoa! Yeah, they will inject you. <laughs> I feel like all four of us are so creepy by calling it new blood, but that's what it is. That's what young it is. blood, yeah. young yeah. blood. What's like that Radiohead song? We suck young blood. You guys know that one? They were prescient, weren't they? <laughs> they were. They were. Uh, so uh, the guy who started Jesse Carmazin, uh said that. Within a month, most participants see improvements from the one-time infusion of a two-liter bag full of plasma. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, several scientists say his trial is so poorly designed it can't hope to provide evidence about the effects. Mm. It was also a pay-to-participate study that collected Uh, $4.8 from the participants. That many people lined up Mm -hmm. at eight grand a pop. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, you know, I, I want to see how this shakes out. A lot of people are saying that a lot of other experts are skeptical to say the least. But I have to ask if we assume it worked, like if somehow it worked, which biologically at this point doesn't make sense. Right. But, but if it worked, what would be the point where you would not do it? You know, would it have to be like the time span is not enough? Would someone have to die? Would you be taking all of someone's blood and then living uh, a more healthy, virile well, five it's, It just strikes me as such a bougie, thoughtless thing to do in the first place. We know blood donation centers are always in short supply. Yeah, Not enough true. people yeah. donate blood. <laughs> and we're just, like, scooping up all the blood that, like, dying children need. Yeah, so I can and feel just, just so I can feel good, get a little pep in my step. <laughs> No, but imagine terrible. imagine if you could make a living, like an actual living and pay rent just by giving your blood away to these ultra rich humans. Would you do that? But wouldn't you feel t- terrible all the time? So you'd just be a blood 
bag, like that's Mad Max and, like and Fury, Fury Road. Road. Yeah, yeah, you would literally be someone. No, that's a terrible life. That's not a life. Uh, that's not a life. That's cool, though. You can play some PlayStation yeah, while you do yeah, it. Just be anemic all the time. Like, I don't know. About to pass out. Escalina. You just have like a, orange juice and a cookie. A cookie. Yeah, yeah orange juice, yeah. cookie, and an Oculus Rift, and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> no. What a terrible stop it, rich people. <laughs> awful. All right, I'll admit, though. If don't I don't even really want a clone. <laughs> I just like the idea of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. I would, if I ran into another me at the mall, it would be the best. It'd be cool. Like, hopefully, if they had similar uh, personalities, which we don't know if they would. We don't know. We don't know. Right. There's the one. Uh, there's this one farmer that had a beloved bull, and this bull would come in and out of their house all the time, and the bull finally died, and they, they went to, like, Korea to have this thing cloned. And it came and it started out like, oh, it's just like old Reb or whatever the bull's wow. name is. And then the bull turned on them. Yes, what? because, yeah, clones are evil. Clearly they've <laughs> never seen science fiction films. <laughs> yeah, and so the bull became this horrible, crazy, rampaging bull that they had to put down. <laughs> they should have been able to tell with the mustache and all. <laughs> and the eye patch. Also, don't let bulls in the house. That is a bad idea. Rule number one. Yeah. yeah. You got a bull. Yeah. Even yeah. in the Yard. Yeah, <laughs> that's what people. That's what people uh, tell me on my my first day. Uh, told me on my first day starting here. Should we? We should we take a quick stop, hop off the bowl, and take a uh, sponsor break, and then hop back on. Sounds great. And ride. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. So now our our sojourn finds us arriving at something that Matt Noel and I had talked about a lot off air, which was our earlier interview about disclosure with Stephen Greer. Aliens. And this is one of the things you had mentioned off air, too. Right? I wanted to bring that up earlier and tie it into something we mentioned, this mm. idea of being watched by some yeah. omnipotent uh, force and the idea that they're sort of watching us screw up our lives and our planet and our society. And we talked in the interview about if these are extra-dimensional creatures, sure. do they have some purpose in interacting with us? Like, are they here to help us? Are they watch, waiting to watch us burn ourselves to the ground so they can swoop in and mm-hmm. do something with what we leave behind? I don't know. I think that's that was one of my favorite parts of that uh, discussion. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always terrified with the... Um Quietly terrified, I would think. A very, like, repressed British kind of terrified when I think about um, the the physicist who say, Stephen Hawking is one famous example, but the physicist who say, we don't want to meet extraterrestrials. Why would they come all this way if they were traveling, you know, according to the dimensional rules we understand? And more, uh, even more disturbing, what if, what if there are, other civilizations, other sentient intelligent beings that can hear all the signals we're trying to put out and they're just not responding. Yeah, maybe they're just like, no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't want to have a dumb ape. Train wreck. Yeah, or maybe, maybe they're, they're hiding. People. <laughs> maybe they're hiding. Maybe we're collectively, our species is that idiot in the horror movie who's like, hey guys, I heard something weird in this house. Yeah, I better go down there. I'll be right I'm going to go down this cellar. <laughs> oh, now that we're inside, let's run up the stairs. <laughs> See, I think we're just more in our infancy, if there are other intelligent species. Oh, yeah. oh great, we're a wailing baby. I mean, we really That's are. Yeah, about, humans? Yeah, we're yeah. nothing compared to the lifespan of a planet. I mean, we're in the middle of, what, how many times has there been a mass extinction? Six. Five, six? Yeah, we're in six six. of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the middle of the sixth one right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, so five times before, everything has been wiped out. and the, So we're just the leaders at this one. Like, we have not been on this planet for that long uh, as a species. Uh, I'm going to say evolution because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've evolved during just this small amount of time. Great, we had thumbs and big brain cavities. But... My question to all that is that uh, maybe there are and maybe, you know, they're watching us and all that kind of stuff and don't want to have anything to do with us. Or our planet set up, maybe species can't evolve to such a state 
to even make it off a planet. You、mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like、yeah. maybe the universal laws or whatever. Just like why would we ever want to infect other places with you? <laughs> But I don't、true. know. I mean, you know, that's that's a great question. The Earth is like an organism,、mm-hmm. basically.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and every creature on it is another organism that is fighting for its space and all that kind of stuff. And humans are really running wild、mm-hmm. on ours. And、uh, you know, at some point, we're going to throw. Good numbers of ourselves off one way or the other, and maybe that's just how life works、uh, in the universe. Is that we can only get so far? Any species can only get so、mm-hmm. far before they just burn themselves out or throw themselves off the planet because they get too smart for their own good.、Yeah. I really like that you pointed that out because the、um, one of the things that we had explored in the past, which is. Bothers people on an existential level is is just what you said. It, it's a massive.、Um, I guess I could say it's a massive pain in the ass. I can say on the air, right? Yeah. Okay. We'll allow it. I think we've loosened the the reins a little. Oh,、bit. that's true. From、yeah. the Mars interview, I forgot、yeah. about that. Yes.、Uh, but the point is, you know, it's it's a massive pain to take. Anything that's specifically adapted to living in this larger organism, recreate its environment. Uh, in a sustainable way, and then just put it out in glorified—I、um, mean, the best we can do—but a glorified container,、mm-hmm. right? Right. And then, and then say, okay, let's just keep playing this lottery until we can build something semi, something larger and semi-sustainable. It seems like the future of space exploration is going to belong to whatever new life form humanity creates. Yes. So we're not the protagonist, really. We're like the、uh, we're the builders, yeah, or the like、That's、the、it. midwives or something. Yeah,、know? yeah. We we are the result, and and you know, there's of course the theories that the life on this planet evolved from comets and things smashing into it、yeah. because somewhere else there were these organisms on the microscopic level that attached to the various comets and whatnot、mm-hmm. and got here, and then boom, life happened. And so you know, if we really want to get off planet, I say we just start, you know. Shooting microbes, pause, you know, put our, put our personal microbes on some rocks and shoot them into space and hope for the best. Get some spermazoa and some eggs on these rocks and、mm-hmm. get them out there.、Shuck、Forget、them. trying to put a man. Why would we try to put humans on Mars where they're just going to get bombarded with radiations and、mm-hmm. nightmare scenarios that they'll never survive? Is it because we just want to have one guy or one lady who can one up Buzz Aldrin in a conversation later? Well, I had a baby on <laughs> Mars. What did you do, Buzz Aldrin? <laughs> yeah, that was one of the most fascinating things from the Mars episode—the idea、that? of procreating on Mars and how how long it will take to figure out if that's even possible. Well, that was the、no、thing too. I mean, it's so like completely unsustainable. Was I think they could take a hundred people at a time, and、uh, their goal is to get a, a million people、uh-huh, eventually. Come on, man! And they were saying by the time that, that everyone got there, there'd be a whole new generation of kids that have been born there. We work the way we work because we grew up on this planet,、right. not on some other planet. But、so、one、true. thing that came up in the interview was with with、uh, with Marshall was I brought up the idea: Would we evolve differently on Mars versus、Absolutely、on Earth? Absolutely, we would.、And、I think so yeah, too. Yeah, you know,、yeah. who really figured this stuff out was the first Total Recall、uh, <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah, yeah. whereas immediately, like. True Martians became mutants of these weird、mm-hmm. because they were just growing up in this completely different environment than Earth is, and so we started sending people there, and they started breeding, and then you got Quato. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the video where it's that, but he's singing "Your Eyes" by Peter Gabriel? It's <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. Everybody,、uh, look that up immediately. I, and again, to go with Hawking, yeah. Why would we want to meet? 
So let's say some species was brilliant enough to make its way off the planet or slip in between dimensions and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And they're here and they're watching us who are total morons. Like, with the, the humans do not have it figured out or else the world would be in a very nice mm-hmm. state right now where everybody would be working harmoniously with one another. We are absolutely not in that state. No. Uh, but they're going to be so much further advanced. Why would they come here for anything other than resources? And if that's what they're here for, unless we're the resource they need, mm-hmm. then we'd be getting loaded onto ships to just wipe us out and take whatever they were here for. The it's, unobtainium. It's like that. Uh, it were. There was a Twilight Zone episode where the aliens wanted to take us all to their planet. Just and everyone was super mad. stoked about it, right? Yeah. And then it ends up that it's a cockpit! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that episode. That's great. That show is man. so great. They created like every twisty sci-fi trope. Rod Serling. It's in that yeah. show, man. Rod Serling My was hero. the best. Yeah. Uh, man, that gallery yeah. gets even weirder. You you have a quote. Uh, Krieger has a quote yes. in the show about superior anal technology with the aliens, and that's why he was so fascinated by abductions and yeah, aliens. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they could tell so much just by probing our butts. <laughs> that's, that's that's one of the strangest and funniest things uh, to come out of pop culture around abductions and aliens and all that. Yeah. I just... Uh, why is it always an anal probe? Why, yeah, why are they? Yeah. Does anyone even know? So much information what's, out what's, of our What's butts? ground zero for anal probe alien tropes? Like, was it, was it was it the Twilight Zone? No, I don't <laughs> no. think... I, no, I know it wasn't, but it was who was it? During the collective, <sighs> there was some real fads of suddenly there were all these abductions that were coming Freud forward. Mm-hmm. Right, and so like That's I think true. one abductee probably brought it up, and then other abductees quotes air quotes mm, yeah. we're like uh, yeah started totally. jumping on this same oh yeah that happened to me too and then then of course because it's the funniest thing that could happen is that you would go on this ship and the aliens would start sticking things in your butt mm-hmm. that's the one that people because we are still just poo throwing monkeys after absolutely all. and guys, I, mean, I I I I don't are fun. I don't not believe. In the concept of abductions, I just don't think we have enough information. I'm not like fully on board, they w- but I have the same attitude towards that as I do about like the existence of, you know, a greater here's deity. My, here's or my question: You know, if aliens were coming here and abducting us, mm-hmm. why would they give us, put us back? Why wouldn't they just take us, take a person, go off, do all their experiments, and then discard? Why do they wait for? Ethical reasons? <laughs> Bringing us back and putting us back in our you room? Know what they're, with what, sort of fuzzy memories of what happened? Like, what's the point of throwing us back? Maybe they have really high-level morals in their then society. Then they would ask us permission <laughs> and have a booth at the, you know... You sign up? At, yeah. At college campuses? At the, at the alien fair, <laughs> yeah. where you would go and see, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go with this experiment, mm-hmm. as I want the aliens to... Figure out about us. You'd get a small amount of money. And Why would they ever bring us a back? stipend at least? Yeah. yeah, you know, like we had all these extra steps so that they're nice to us in the end. Wow. That's like really they're awful, point. but they're nice. Well, there's also the possibility that abductions occur, but are, the cause is misattributed, you know, because we know memory is treacherous, right? One thing I thought was interesting about these alien abduction stories is if you look at them plot point for plot point, they're very, very similar to the old tropes of um people being visited by changelings or right. fairies, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a larger phenomenon or experience or something in the zeitgeist, but I think it's also it's also just very <clears throat> it's it's easy to attribute a specific cause with a lack of transparency, but if we don't know 
then we can just say right. what is more likely, what is less likely. And I love the point you're making about why why would it be catch and release? You know what yeah. I mean? Because what is this? They're going to take preserve? us. Just take us. Yeah. What you will. There's a whole space is endless. Yeah. As I mean, far as we know, just chuck our bodies out when you're done with us. Uh, I will say this, though, and this bleeds into uh, not only what we're talking about, but uh, also my theory on ghosts, oh, which okay. is another, yeah. which is dimensional echoes, right? Okay. So we could be, you know, uh, the theories say that we live in this multidimensional system where, and let's say dimensions rub up against each other. That's what I think ghosts, because I, I wish, man, I wish more than anybody you know. That ghosts, spooky ghosts, would be flying around all over the place. God, I want that to be real. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is, but I and I've lived in a house that other tenants have claimed was haunted, and they heard a lot of things. And every once in a while, you would see a weird shadow walk by that you didn't. But I think things like that are just like maybe there's a dimensional echo, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe sometimes the, the 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 strings or whatever get a little close to each other, and so there's some bleed in between dimensions and maybe abductees are sleeping and they see this guy they some other i'm sorry some other dimensional thing will rub up against and they're they can perceive it they don't know what to make of it and so they create this already in the pop culture mindset Mm -hmm. or these alien abductions and so it must have been that as opposed to this other thing that i can't even possibly begin to explain Wow. I don't know. Did you ever have any personal experiences while you were there? The only seeing out of the corner, like me and some buds. Mm-hmm. Uh, granted, we were in our 20s, all stoners beyond belief, and, you know, up at all hours, just being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we would all be sitting there, like, either watching TV or something, and you'd see something walk by a door. We had these big French doors, and you'd see something, and everybody in the room would turn and look, you know, at the same time, like, what was that? Whoa. And it would be like, whoa, what just happened? And one of my very best friends on the planet, and also a big skeptic, uh, was left in the house at one point during uh, the holiday season. Everybody left. And he heard, like, a full-on party going on upstairs. And he was alone in the house. And he was freaked out. Like, he, like, left the house. He couldn't take mm-hmm. it anymore. And the guy, one of our buddies, who his grandmother had originally owned the house and apparently... There was a lot of entertaining that went on during the holidays and all that kind of stuff. And that's when I was like, well, maybe these are just some sort of echoes mm-hmm. of those old times and stuff that somehow, I don't know. So not yeah. a conscience, not a conscious thing, sort right. of just a, uh, another experience. So, I, yeah. I've told this story on the podcast before, yeah. and I'm just going to tell the quick version. Um, but when I was a kid, a girl I was dating, uh, a dear friend of hers died in a car accident, and I got into her car. My, my girlfriend at the time, she was finished class, and it was, like, really cold. I got in, and she was, like, crying, and I'm like, what's up? And she blows on the inside of her uh, car windshield, and the girl who died, was her signature's there, clear as day. And in my mind, at that moment, I was like, the ghosts, yeah. ghosts are real. This is a definite thing. This is, and I you got really emotional, and I felt, like, a, a sense of this thing. Yeah. But I know now that it was totally like the kind of thing a, a girlfriend would do, you know, like in their early 20s or whatever, write your name in, uh-huh. the, in, yeah, the, sure, in your breath or whatever, and yeah. you got r- residue on your yeah, fingers. It's still there. So it's, it's, it's oil. Like, yeah, exactly. But like in that moment, though, I was just like, done. Yeah. I'm in, you know? And it was like, and he, I didn't even have to explain it away. It just kind of like fizzled over time where I realized, oh, I was kind of like really taken in by the moment, but like this is really what was happening. And it was kind of disappointing. <laughs> 
You know, you know. Our meaty brains want an answer. And yeah. A lot of times mm-hmm. there just aren't ones that we can perceive. Right. And so we come up with ghosts. Yeah. Well, and here's where we get into something uh, very similar, where the human mind is just trying to make sense of something that we don't understand. Right. And we call it a lot of times magic. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll buy it. Ma- uh, magic. Yeah, magic. Well, it's something that comes up here all the time because we discuss how technology, if it's advanced enough, it seems to be magic to us simply because we can't explain it. Mm -hmm. I cannot explain. Yeah, as far as I know, there's a little wizard that lives inside my laptop that makes it happen. As far as I know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how it works. What's that Arthur C. Clarke quote? Yeah, that's what we were just like. uh, Technology past a certain point is indistinguishable from magic. I'm I'm paraphrasing. Apparently that comes up hardcore in the new Transformers movie. I think it's in the first four movie, too. Yeah. So so there's this idea, right? Sure. But then there are other human beings throughout history who have tried to make use of a more, I don't want to say conventional magic, but spell casting and actually writing things down. And yeah, yeah. The focus your mind on this one sort of mm-hmm. subject or, or outcome that you want and somehow you are making the universe respond to your constant thought processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. used to buy into that stuff too, but then it becomes how can I possibly, my little chemical thing going on in my brain have any influence whatsoever on the physical world around me. How? Unless I do. So like, unless you're influencing yourself in some way. Yeah. Unless it's like weaponized psychology, which is a phrase somebody used that I thought was, I thought was cool. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's true. There are certain things that no matter how much you focus your attention or what, a how ardent a fan of the, the secret you are, you can look like hundreds of people got together in the 60s and tried to m- lift the White House with their minds. Yeah. yeah. They're <laughs> still on the ground. <laughs> you know, was it the they Pentagon? Tried, oh, was it the Pentagon? I think it was the Pentagon. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Sorry about that. They should have tried should... with like, no. try to lift a bike first. Like, let's start with a bicycle. Yeah. Before we move to the White House, which is a giant building. Yeah. It full was... of people. Very heavy. So and what? It, yeah. It has an extensive basement, I was just going to say. <laughs> There's a bowling alley in it. So maybe if we got a couple hundred people and like a, a toddler's bike. Yeah. Start. What a ping pong ball. Try right. to lift that up first. <laughs> Hundreds of people. We're going to put it right in the middle of this field. You make a circle around it. Just lift this ping pong ball up. What are you guys doing next Saturday? I Hopefully lifting a ping, ping pong, pong ball with my mind. I'd rather just play some ping pong. Can we just keep it simple? I think sure. we can. I'm, I a, can, I'm a basic. I think we can do this all in one afternoon. We just have to multitask. You know what I mean? We could take the ping pong balls from the ping pong game that will satisfy me and then try to lift them with our minds. Or we could see if someone could try to, like, tilt the ping pong game in your favor. Mm. Yeah, that's you know, see. Okay. Yeah, okay. there you go. Because that's what people would do if they had small amounts of telekinesis, right? You'd be in Vegas playing craps because you'd never lose. Don't you ever feel that urge, though, just to, like, think real hard at something and make it do a thing? I try to do that all the time. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't but it's <laughs> like you're telling, like, telekinesis and all that stuff mm-hmm. is magic, essentially. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where all these words, all these, uh, you know, different things, it's all the same crap. It's just like you want something to happen that really can't. But... Mm-hmm. So you're going to make this thing called magic make it work. We just haven't harnessed the strings yet. In some cases, in some cases, uh, practices that would have been considered magical in the modern day did produce uh, important results. Like alchemists 
when yep. their predecessors of chemists uh, discovered a lot of stuff. Some of it, it turned out later, uh, came back to bite us like pesticides. But at the time, right. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I can definitely see that edge of it. I have a proposition for you guys that ties into this a little bit. So one of the big psychic powers, which I, I would also classify with magic, right. that people uh, will typically talk about in fiction or sometimes claim the experience is what's called psychometry. The idea that by touching a physical object, someone with this gift would somehow know right. what happened. Right. Yeah. So like, uh, so like lucky is like, <laughs> lucky is like in somebody's kitchen and he picks up a knife and then he just all of a sudden knows that it was used as a murder weapon. And he's still got to like hang out and be cool with whomever the killer is for a second. Yeah, right. That's right. how, yeah. that's how it happens. But, um, now I think it's, it's, uh, plausible or well, possible that we as a species could arrive at a situation where technology or the internet of things, which that was used to be a really popular phrase where it enables that kind of psychometry. Well, there was a, um, there was a product that came out and there are probably several of these called uh tile and all the idea was the idea was for like people who lose things and for a lot of people this is a this is a convenient thing and what it means is that you'll never you'll not only will you never not know where an object that is tagged is but eventually that same technology could get us to a point where you know this cup also has a story that it can tell that you can pick up just by touching it or just running your phone over it that's pretty interesting. What, by like seeing the trees and what not yeah. that it came from? Like, who who that, knows? I don't know. What kind from of story it, am I going to get from my cup? Yeah, when it gets documented first, like if they put, if there was, a cup is not the best, I mean, honestly, it's not the best example. But yeah, if they like made the cup and then they tagged the cup. With oh, some, you can see all the people that have held the cup. It, and yeah, the cup yeah, thin, yeah. I was all done with the cup, right. Okay, right, okay, that's what okay, I mean. Okay. So, uh, I, think that's, I think that's possible, but also I would ask, if that ever happened, would you want that? Would you want to participate in that society? I mean, unless it's just another distraction to keep us from the horrors of us destroying ourselves. I mean, like, so what's the point of knowing your cup's story? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Even though it's just because we can do it. Yes. Like, yeah. that's the, Historically, that's you know. something that we've often... We've often said as uh, as a life form, we've often been like, hey, you know this thing we could do? And someone's like, oh, my, we can do that thing? Like, yeah, yeah. And like, well, let's go into the desert and blow up an atom bomb. Yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> let's right. go do the thing. Well, that's our, our curse, right, of humanity. Like, we're fearless and curious mm-hmm. at the same time. We don't care uh, if it's going to wipe out a bunch of ourselves to, in order to find something. Man, if we think of something, we're going to have to do it. Yeah. We're not going to stop until we do it. That's just the human way. Got to make sure we can. Yeah. So, uh, so you were into magic at some point, or you just? Were I just interested? love the idea of magic itself. Also, because you know, every religion in the world is is based on the idea of a giant magical being, who you know has other magical henchmen that seem to no longer really be working out there in the field. But it's all magic based. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like. It has such a grasp on humanity, the concept of magic. Even though it's weird bringing up religions, is that when you introduce that word, 
to somebody when discussing, you know, I'm an atheist. And so but if I'm discussing somebody who has a religious background, like my parents, let's say, mm-hmm. if you bring up the word magic, they flip out. Yeah. But then when you explain, but here's what you're saying, and there's no other way to describe what you're saying other than using magic. And Which then, is ironic, considering that a lot of hardcore Christians think any magic that doesn't isn't involved in their religion is evil and witchcraft, yeah, or yeah. Sat- satanic yeah, in some it's way. It's like the magic in my book, but they don't is acknowledge the only that, magic. That's but totally in Harry what, Potter yeah. magic. It's, yeah. Oh my God, it's Satan's work, and it's not just Christianity. To be no, 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 it's no, not. It's, it's, it's very absolutely, yeah. And I mean, then it goes to humans being just very tribal, and we've mm-hmm. got to have our group is the right group, and mm-hmm. not your group. Let's wipe each other out so that our ideas are the ones that survive. And it's a zero-sum game. Yeah. Ben, I'm so jealous of you having been able to see, you saw Ricky Gervais uh, debate oh, yeah. uh, or defend his atheism to Stephen Colbert, who is a devout Catholic. Yeah. yeah. And he had the coolest line. It was oh, like, I nice. believe in one less God than you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, there's what, 3,000 gods yeah, in yeah. the working canon of humanity right now. I just don't believe in one more than you. Yeah, like you don't believe in two thousand nine hundred ninety nine gods. I just believe don't believe in three thousand of them. And I thought gods. that was a great point. It's great, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Uh, you know, I, if we want to get into religion, I don't know how many cards and letters you want to receive. <laughs> well, we just at this you point know, would like to remind everyone that yeah. we will never tell you what to believe. No, 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 no. no hey, what gets you through your day? Great, just as long as it's not causing you to do harm upon others. That's the way I see it. I think we can uh, all agree with that. Yeah, if, if it gets through your day and you the, all your beliefs and you all rock it, man, do mm-hmm. it. Go for it. Happy for you. Um, but you know, I don't think that. Same. Well, I don't think you know. I don't think they're. I'm not a big believer personally in uh, proselytizing, so I don't. I don't think it's. It, I, we say it on the show because it's something that we practice in our real lives. We're not going to go out and tell people what to think or what to do. No, but it's okay to say, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you not to attempt to launch yourself out of a cannon without training. Right. But say, well, you should know yeah. the odds of you being <laughs> injured are, are much higher uh, than the odds of you, you know, pulling off this cool trick. I mean, the person you're trying to impress might date you, but they'll be dating you in the burn ward right. for a while. Mm. Best case scenario. I think that's, I mean, I think that's absolutely fine. I appreciate that you said whatever it takes to get you through your day. Um, so whatever gets you through your day. Uh, we know that we live in, in the West, at least, uh, an increasingly secularizing society. Yes. Right. And sure. uh, we also know that people are, shedding some of the old taboos that once existed, uh, social taboos, I mean, right? right? And one of the biggest cases of stuff they don't want you to know that we get uh, since this show began would be people asking us about marijuana legalization. Specifically mm-hmm. cannabis and uh, hemp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We found uh, various different um and surprising historical anecdotes, you know, marijuana was not the always the villain that it, it became. Of course not. You know, uh, so we wanted to ask, you know, what, what do you think about the current movement, which is state by state um, and kind of contradicting the federal government stance? What do you think about the current movement toward legalization? Well, I'm all for it because I'm a huge pothead. 
Still? Uh, oh, what do you mean still? You said it was in your 20s. Uh, no, that was my old drinking days. And it, well, <laughs> in my 20s, I did. I left, I left pot for a while. Uh, and I became a real good drunk. Uh, no, fun drunk, though. I never got bad or anything like that. But I, eventually alcohol turned on me. Uh, and I turned back to pot and I went, you know, I was, I'm a guy with like many artists. I got a lot of neurotic hangups and such. And, uh, uh, my entire life I've always, you know, been a panicky type and, uh, was taking Paxil and all kinds of everything all day long, you know, having to pop pills every day just to keep me grounded. And man, then weed came back into my life and completely changed the game for me. Like I just... Put me at ease with things I had never been at ease at before. Gave me perspective on things that, and you know, it uh, and it was different than it was in my twenties. My experience with pot in the twenties, which was, you know, I mean, I'm in my twenties, so I'm just looking to party, 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 mm-hmm. party, as opposed to this thing that I'm discovering. Like, not only does it open me up to uh, to talk more about ideas and see things from a different perspective than I had before. Uh, I think maybe age has something to do with that too, but. Um, it also, I don't have to pop Paxil every day anymore because this has completely like mellowed out my whole panicky situation that I was always in the middle of into like being able to cope with things on a much more, uh, adult and responsible level than I had been, which I was just reactionary before. Mm. And uh, we've done episodes on big pharma and obviously a pretty significant, and just about anybody just observing could argue roadblock to Oh, Wide absolutely. scale, you know, yeah. large scale legalization is well. That's the whole they thing. They want is people popping the Paxil. Right. They and want you to pop the Paxil. That's exactly correct. Uh, the problem with pot is is that it's too perfect and it grows wild, and uh, giant mm-hmm. corporations can't control that so much. And you can't they like don't copyright write it. it you know? Right. This I is mean, again goes back to the Mars thing. Like market, you can't rather. throw capitalism up there because it's just going to destroy itself really fast. Like if as soon as you throw the idea of like who's going to make more money up here then it just ruins everything like so uh yeah i'm all for a pot uh you know i also want to keep uh you know the big corporations out of it uh mm-hmm. just because it is a crop and uh you know yeah so here's the thing lucky do you live in atlanta i do okay i do and i smoke pot every day Okay. <laughs> yeah, which is illegal in That's this state. The thing. Uh, but you think that that is what makes it hard to get a hold of? That's the other thing is that look, every other state, uh, including mine own, mm-hmm. uh, every state that doesn't have legality, it's out there and it's the easiest thing in the world. It's easier for me to buy weed than it is for me to buy alcohol and I'm 50 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got a hundred guys that I know that I can get some weed off of. I got to drive. <laughs> To a liquor store, I have to know where one of those is. I got guys that'll deliver marijuana to me. And oh, that's true. Alcohol delivery isn't a thing yet. Not no, yet. Not yet. They're working on it. They're probably working. <laughs> they are on working it. on it. But it's weird because it's it ties into some of the blue law things, right? Where it, and those are especially common in the South. We used to talk about. Well, we used to talk about the case for legalization, whether it's decriminalization or full recreational legalization. When Colorado. Uh, massively boosted their tax revenue and the state ran out of weed to sell. Nevada is currently out of That's weed. That's what I saw. There's well, a shortage. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. this month became like they opened up their dispensaries and they're out of pot because it became so everybody smoking weed except the guys in the 
big offices that are telling us not to smoke weed. Well, they might be smoking too. Well, what, what's that old line about prohibition? It's like, uh, uh, people will vote for prohibition as long as they can still stumble to the poll. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Prohibition and, does nothing but create crime. That's where the crime comes in, is the prohibition. Mm. As soon as it's legalized and regulated, then there's no problem anymore. It certainly feels like we're on the road to decriminalize, at least in a lot of places. I, I think would, the country is, yeah. I would gladly walk to a dispensary and pay more than I currently pay in the black market knowing that the more that I'm paying is going to fund better schools for my state. Are you kidding me? I'll absolutely throw in on that. Man. Look at the numbers, though. It's absurd how much money it makes. Yeah. And when it's used, you know, it's done in these more progressive states, they use it well. well you know? and, and it's and like you can pay for infrastructure. We're you can already pay for doing schools. that in Georgia with the lottery, which is just legalized gambling. Right. Uh, you know, it, we won't call it that ever because we're not a gamble state. But mm. That's all that is. And our, it goes to our schools. Well, well, in, theory, we'll a, in theory, it goes to our it, schools. In theory, scholarships and such. Maybe, yeah, kind yeah. of a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, Who knows? But so, good, again, good good chance to start afresh with marijuana legalization. Of like, then you pass legislation that earmarks that product, and it has to go there, or else this whole thing is done. What's yeah. really standing in the way, though? Obviously, politicians are a big part of it. You've got. Uh, these, I think uh, the old generation yeah. of fear. There's a yeah. lot of fear from because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people that is were it fear about adults. like losing their their influence and no, their cronies no, in big I, pharma. Like I mean, I think it's a voter base, right? It's the type of thing that uh, you know my parents. I don't think would ever vote for legalization, even though they have two sons that are chronic marijuana smokers, uh, and. Uh, I think it's because they were adults during the Nixon years when he convinced them what an awful, terrible thing this was. Right. And that's what they still have in their mind. The myth is still very much alive of what marijuana is. And, you know, it's a boogeyman that like, oh, they're going to start doing other drugs. Like the reefer madness thing? Zero, (laughs) zero want to do cocaine, LSD, any of the other drugs. Just be, and I'm a huge pothead, but. I'm a huge pothead because I love pot. That doesn't make me want to do, like, let's throw my body into another weird state that I might not be able to control. I know how I am on weed, and I'm the best me when I'm on weed. Uh, but, like, yeah. if I get on LSD, God knows what's going to happen. I don't want to go down that road. Yeah, don't, uh, that's, that's the thing. It reminds me of the little PSAs where someone's like, where someone talks to their, their drug dealer and they're like, hey, do you have any marijuana? Like, no, I'm out of marijuana. Try this heroin. No one would ever do that. Yeah. No one's ever, no one's ever gone. Well, it is a drug. It is. Thanks to Nixon. Well, it goes back farther than that. No, no, I mean, I mean, the heroin is a class A. Uh, I'll tell you what, back in my drinking days, uh, drinking makes you want to fight. It it makes you want to argue. And then it also uh, loosens your inhibitions enough that you want to start throwing punches. I have never, not once, while being high on the marijuana, have ever wanted to do anything but sit down and discuss normally cool <laughs> topics. Uh, it never wanted to throw a punch. It never made me want to go do something stupid that I wouldn't have done had I not been stoned. But that's all alcohol does. Is it makes you do the dumbest crap and gets you into nothing but trouble. Plus, you feel like crap the next day. And, man, there's no such thing as a weed hangover because I've pushed it to the limits. And, boy, I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah. I've never woken up the next day going, oh, man, 
Shouldn't have done that last bong rip. Tell you what, I'm turning 34 pretty soon, and I had just a little bit to drink the other day. Yeah, nightmare. Felt so bad. And that's why I stopped drinking, is that I my love of alcohol did not end. Alcohol's love of me ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, it became a one-way relationship instead of a two-way. Mm. And uh, I know when I'm not wanted anymore, so <laughs> I <laughs> took my belongings out of Sweet Lady Boo's apartment and... Uh, <laughs> There was Mary Jane waiting for me on the street corner. Oh, man. Serial monogamous. Took me right in for <laughs> green embrace, and I shall never go back. Well, what, one thing I'm finding interesting about these conversations is that more and more people seem to be, regardless of whether or not they personally use weed in any form, you right. know, uh, typically more and more people seem to be saying, well, what's the big, what's the big deal? Yeah, like, who cares? when's the last time? that a crime related to the nature of this substance, not to the law surrounding it, but but to the inherent nature of the substance, when's the last time that caused a crime? Yeah, never. Everybody currently in our society, let's just say the United States, everybody who wants to smoke weed right now is already smoking weed. It's, there's not, the illegality of it isn't stopping anybody because it's so easy to get. So, and the problem is, is now it's so easy to get that if, High schoolers want to smoke weed, they can go get it. If it's made legal and regulated, suddenly that becomes a little more difficult because then they got to get a guy to go into a store to pick some up right. and then give that back to the kid on the outside. Nobody and wants that to becomes do that. Weird. Super well, it's weird. like, you know, hanging out outside the 7 Eleven trying to get some older guy to buy you a beer. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just going to mess up at some point. But it's not going to knock the black market out entirely. It won't, but it'll put a a good step in Mm -hmm. there in the middle that's going to screw up your game. It's weird to think about. If it does become legal, imagine buying bootleg alcohol off of somebody, like on the street. Sure. You could could just go into a liquor store and get some alcohol. Or there's a guy that you know that has some – he calls it gin – Fast, fast, fast still. Right? Yeah. Guys running a still. Fast Jimmy with the still. That, that is really interesting. I wonder how that would that would affect the black market. Well that still that still does happen because this would be heavily taxed. And uh, so at, even after prohibition, there were people who kept like corn mash stills. Okay, we're going all the way back around. Uh corn mash stills to um to avoid paying any kind of tax right, on it. Exactly. Well, and that'll are. still happen where people will be FXS. growing. And so let's say it's legal, and then you, then it becomes like, well, where is your farming license in order right. to farm this now? It's a crop. You can't sell corn to people on the street just from your grown in your backyard, technically. Uh, yeah. You, know, we, you shouldn't be able to grow this other crop because we don't know what you're doing with it, and it's a regulated thing. Mm. People are always going to grow their own. Uh, mm. You know, that's they, we have to now out of necessity. So that's, you know, and there's a huge industry on grow your own. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Hydroponic kits and all that kind of stuff. Huge industry in town. The, the only thing we're not allowed to do is put a seed in the ground and wait for it to grow up into a, a grow and then take a flower off and put it in our bodies. That's the part that's always weirded me out, it's too. Like, it's like you've got these, like, research chemicals, they call them, like lab chemicals, yeah. that are legal for a time Absolutely because legal. they're so new, right? Like, let's talk about, like, the bath salts epidemic. Remember yes. that? Yeah. Where it, like, you know, mm-hmm. some of that was debunked, but it was, like, a really potent, like, uh, amphetamine, more yeah. or less, that was causing people to do... Pretty crazy, violent yeah. stuff Absolutely. in like total dissociative properties, yeah. right? Yeah. But again, that stuff, it was legal when mm. they were doing it, and yeah. then you know, and then the DA catches up, figures it out, 
makes it illegal, but things are moving so fast with like sci- uh, researchers that kind of come up with these byproducts from whatever they're doing, I guess, and then mm-hmm. figure, oh, someone sure. figures out they can market it as some kind of like a quick high or whatever. A designer drug. Yeah. Look at the opioid issue we have in this country like that's you know, an episode big pharma itself. has people hooked on basically heroin yeah uh, in the form of a pill that came to them in you know as a pain pill to deal with their pain and they're getting sued do it for under like un- downplaying it to doctors yes, right. like literally the corporations are saying to doctors that's fine it's fine yeah. pass it out it's perfectly legal, yet if you grow it completely just grows wild we never did anything to it I mean we have now but again, like we've just made other pretty flowers that have crazier effects than they used to. But man, I have a uh, I have, I have two fun facts about marijuana. Uh, one in Bhutan, the very small Himalayan kingdom, it grows wild in the ditches, and it's it's legal if the people want to smoke it. But they don't; they feed it to the pigs, so it may have the most relaxed pigs on the planet. Yeah, their their pork is probably delicious. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, the pig is so not traumatized by any of its life. This is the most amazing pork burrito I've ever had. Yeah. Zero cortisol. Um, <laughs> and the second one is that apparently um, marijuana is technically legal in North Korea. Oh. Which you wouldn't expect from such a totalitarian regime. No. But apparently that's the one that's wow. I, I don't know what kind of day, you know, Kim Il sung or Kim Jong un was having when somebody came to him and maybe it was like later in the afternoon on a Friday and they were like, hey, uh so we've we've got that we shot the people that you wanted to shot and um where are we at with the weed? And he's like, I don't know, man. Just let, let him, him smoke. Let him do it. <laughs> uh, is it on? Is it on their list of grasses that the uh, citizens are? Uh, they suggest to citizens that they eat because there's no food. Oh, that's a great question. Oh. I do not know. <laughs> yeah. and it is. It is sad that that is. Uh, yeah. There is a. a yeah, North widespread. Korea. What a what a yeah. great country that is. Weed being legal or not, they, uh, but a even even. The DPRK, even North Korea. They'll let you pop. Yeah, yeah. said that. Yeah. So Kim Jong-un will let you do it. Yeah. Why can't we? And so <laughs> You know that dude's smoking. Look at that haircut. I mean, he's a, <laughs> he's a wild and crazy guy. Yeah, I, I'm sure that, uh, what's his name, the basketball, Dennis oh, yeah, Rodman yeah. isn't just showing up with autographed photographs. Exactly. I'm sure he's bringing all kinds of sweet it's, it's the ambassador weed, of man. Oh, I'm sure he's bringing all kinds of sweet weed. Come on, man. At least seeds. So we see again what's happening is that uh, legislation is typically outpaced by social evolution right. and technology. So is this an artifact of a different time, these sorts of laws? And if so, what is what is the future? What do, what do you guys think? Is is it eventually going to be nationwide? Totally. I think it will. And it's going to be like everything. It's going to be the dollars that speak the loudest, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to realize that, oh, my God, look at the tax revenue we can get if we just legalize this damn plant that has never been a problem. And they all smoke it anyway in Washington. So Washington, D.C., it's, it's legal. legal. It's legal. <laughs> it does. In the very city that makes the laws and there's no problems you're not experiencing gang violence because of pot those maniacs nah, yeah so you know it's a this, so this breed of you know the old nixon era and everything yeah. just they just have to die out or at the time of them dying out now if humanity can make it past this next three and a half years mm-hmm. uh to where we'll be a more enlightened creature hopefully on the other side 
and then maybe it'll all drop. I really thought that that was should have been not to get into politics, mm. but that should have been Obama's final thing. It's just going like, and just, it's legal, <laughs> and I'm out of here, so I can go puff a dube on Hawaii. Yeah, because typically, regardless, yeah, regardless of uh, their specific ideology, that is the part where whomever is the president at the very end, they're like, I'm going to pardon everybody. We're popping bottles. Yeah. You know what's legal now? If you want to touch a buffalo inappropriately, go for it. Yeah, I'm out. The end. <laughs> and like, be like three guys like, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're like, you know, I didn't like him the first the first three years and 11 months, but he really came through on that buffalo front. I've been looking at a little buffalo sitting out there in that field for quite some time. <laughs> hey, Terry, you hear about them buffalo proclamation? Oh, man, why does he have to have a southern accent? Oh, sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. It was a, a genuine Montana accent, I will point out. Oh, oh, man. You know, Matt. Montanese. I, I bow to your knowledge of Montanese. And, uh, Speaking of endings, I think, unfortunately, it's going to be time for us to end Aww. the episode, but not the show. Uh, we would like to, first off, uh, say, uh, tell people where you can find and hear more from the illustrious Lucky Yates. Uh, basically on Twitter or Instagram. Follow me at, at Lucky Yates, L-U-C-K-Y-Y-A-T-E-S. Both Ys are present. And uh, <laughs> find me locally, if you're here in the Atlanta area, at Dad's Garage Theater. Performing the improvised comedy. That is a fun spot. Can you it's give us an update on the building situation and stuff going on? What do you mean? That building that we own? The church? Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we've converted a church, <laughs> and we're always looking, of course, for funding to build on so that we can build, like, our scenic guy, a shop, so we can make our sets not 30 miles away. Uh, come on down to Dad's. You can always volunteer if you want to get to know the place. He shows for free. Uh, and then, you know... It's fun. We're a big comedy house in town. I had fun. a wonderful experience there. I saw mm-hmm. Kevin McDonald from Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. He taught like a master, like a like a sketch writing class. Yeah, I would say. and then he like did stand up opening for the kids or the the folks that he taught that did their sketches they wrote, and then closed the show just answering any and all questions the audience had about Kids in the Hall stuff. Just dished deep about Kids in the Hall. Like, talked about uh, Scott Thompson, like, catching himself on fire while naked cooking. Like, all these amazing stories. And then he there was, like, you know, it's not a huge space. It's very intimate. All, you know, just chairs. And, like, it feels like a small church kind of, uh, what's the word? Like a rec room or something yeah, like that. Like a fellowship hall. Fellowship yeah. hall, that's the word. And it was just the most intimate, cool show I'd ever been to. And then kind of talked to Kevin after the show and was just a really nice guy. And So, yeah, if you're ever in Atlanta or you mm-hmm. live in Atlanta, definitely check out Dad's Garage. And let let us know if you're going because we might go with you. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to uh, – I, I, uh, I've I'll seen just, Ben there several times. Well, I'll just keep a short anecdote here. I used to steal my parents' car to go watch shows at – dad's garage that's the best it was it was great i'm very lucky i didn't get caught because i did not have a license they know now my parents don't listen to this show um <laughs> last thing yes uh, season eight of archer is yes. available right now on fx network somewhere yeah and fx now or whatever mm-hmm. you can it's all streaming somewhere and then At season nine apparently isn't going to be around till like 2019. We haven't announced. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Is Those that true? Rumors. Where did Those you read that? Rumors. I don't know where anybody came up with that. I think it's Comic Con next week, and I think we're announcing what the next season is going to be, which I can't say here. Sure, sure. Uh, and then yeah, I have no idea. I don't know, dude. I show up when they 
tell me. No worries. But it will be it will be on the way. And yeah. uh we hope you enjoyed this uh this discussion as much as we have. Thank you so much for your time, Lucky. Thank you. This is truly a dream time. Yeah, for sure. This is great, man. Thank you. And uh we're gonna head out. In the meantime, uh we will be back next week with uh more strange, bizarre, disturbing, but once in a while enlightening uh things. <laughs> We got the shrug from Lucky over I mean, here. You know, we raise questions in order to get people's brains thinking, right? right? We do I, when we're when we're doing our best. That's what that's what we aim for, and we'd like you to be a part of it. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are conspiracy stuff at most of those. Uh, we're conspiracy stuff show on um, Instagram. Uh, you can check out every podcast that we have ever done on our website. Deep breath. Stuff they don't want you to know. dot com. We have a brand new video on our YouTube channel that just came out. First one in a very long while. That's you right. Can watch it; it's fresh. We're back. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to take a page from your fellow listeners' book, remember all of our best ideas come from you. You can write to us directly if you want to uh, avoid the brouhaha or the argle bargle of the Her- internet. Early barely. I, you know what? I've got to stop saying it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> we, we might end up actually making a catchphrase. Anyway, the point is you can write to us directly. We are. Conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com God damn you all to hell! Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I know that's such a fan. Dude, that's not... From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.